something my mom like always says and she makes it seem so simple but it's like if you miss somebody call them like you know or text them like we have no excuse not to communicate with the people that we want to talk to so uh just talking to my friends from Stuart hall talking to my family talking to my friends from lewis and clark like knowing they're only a call away or a message mm. away, something that's really helped me keep uh kept me grounded if you miss some, I'm, I'm writing that one down. We're gonna just we're gonna put that one out. If you miss somebody, call them. I think that in in this work, I think oftentimes young people and some of the young men that we work with in that primary work is like, like they're like they they wait for to get the call, mm-hmm. and right. And so if someone doesn't call, then they must not care. So they, you know, as opposed to the other way, just it just changes. It just changes. A few of the words in a different context, right? Yeah. If I'm thinking about you, I just call. Like it, it leaves the room of like having to make a, a meaning out of it. Yeah. Out out the picture, you know. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Today's guest is Zeke Crawford. Zeke is a professional basketball player in Switzerland right now. Uh, We met when he was a sophomore in high school at Stewart Hall in San Francisco. And in this conversation, we reconnect. One of the most exciting parts about this conversation is that I have been thinking about Zeke a lot because he has a mask that he created when he was a sophomore in high school that the only reason I know is his because every mask is anonymous is that as a sophomore, he put his Instagram handle on his mask. <laughs> it, 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 it happens from time to time, but this one was a unique because not only was it a very captivating mask, the front and the back, but he stood out to me in that school. He, Um, An incredible, kind brother, um, athlete. He was tall. He was uh, charming, good looking. um, And he came to the space and he gave his best. You know, sometimes I go to spaces when I go to schools where, you know, there is not a lot of diversity. And maybe sometimes the the brothers don't want to seem like they want to really connect because there's the, the image there, right? But we connected. We had a good quick chat. We shook hands, you know, and I think I took a picture with him either that same day or the next time I came back. Um, But I really am proud of him. He went to Lewis and Clark. um, And, you know, we talk a little bit about his journey because I think he didn't see himself where he is right now. He uh, maybe he was seeing pieces of it, but he didn't see it. And he he gave some words of encouragement to any young person out there going after their dreams. Uh, one quote that his mom told him and that I, I'm going to actually tell you the exact quote. Um, his mom told him, if you miss somebody, call them. I mean, maybe that's the obvious for many people out there. Maybe you, when you miss somebody, you call them or you text them. I hope you do. How amazing would it be that I don't go to a place in my mind where I'm thinking about somebody, but I don't want to bother them. I don't want to worry them. I don't want them to, I'm going to wait for them to call me. But instead you say, I'm going to take initiative. I'm going to call them. 
You know, that workshop that we first did where I first met Zeke was at his high school. It was our first and our biggest workshop at that point. I think over 200, maybe 300 young men. It was beautiful. (laughs) I mean, beautiful in the sense that it was the first time we got a chance to really prove this work can work in big spaces. And went from there, the 300 students at Stewart Hall High School, and our next big workshop after that, um, at least the bigger one, was over a 1,000 young men at De La Salle School. Now, those are their probably rivals, so I probably don't need to mention them in the same intro to this podcast, but I, but I do want you to know that this is not about a competition. This is about brotherhood, about young men, about social-emotional development, about wellness, about mental health about knowing that we are not alone. That's what it's all about. And I'm so thankful to have been in this conversation with Zeke. It was great to see him again. And I told him that one day I'm going to visit Switzerland as long as it's not snowing or cold. (laughs) As long as it's summer. How about that? I'm a very uh, fair weather traveler. But I'm super excited about the journey. Uh, I'm super excited about you hearing this conversation and one thing that it, it brought up for me as I think about not only the journey of the Million Mask Movement, but of these masks, of what is happening with masks of young people all over the world, not just here in the U.S., but even where Zika is currently right now in Switzerland. Young people are needing to know that they're being heard, they're being seen, that they matter. And sometimes we wait, we wait, we wait for somebody to call us and tell us, but we need to be the ones who also, when we think of someone, we call them. And text is beautiful too, but sometimes just hearing someone's voice also helps. We may not be able to get on a FaceTime or a Zoom or any kind of virtual where I can see your face, but maybe I just hear your voice and hear you and know that you're there. And you know that I'm here. That's what we're trying to do in this movement. And so as we are approaching the end of the year, we really want your help with something. The help we're going to need is that you will write a review for this podcast, that you will tell somebody about this podcast. We envision that in 2023, we're going to be bringing on our new youth hosts, and we want you to help us connect with them. Uh We want you to let us know if you are only young people in your life who you think would want to be in a face-to-face conversation with another teenager to really talk about these emotional masks. That's what we're talking about, that there's so much more to each of us than people can see by looking at us. So if you have not yet made it left a review, please do that. If you've not given us a a five-star rating, do that. If you've not shared it with anyone, please do that. Whatever way that you can get involved, I'm going to just ask you to get involved. At the end of the year, you know, we are a nonprofit, so we are raising money. And so if you are someone who has resources that you uh, want to invest in the work that we're doing, we invite you to go to our website, everforwardclub.org, and make an investment in this work. If you prefer to give money to uh, purchase materials for a workshop, if you want to sponsor a school in your community, however you want to get involved, like you will see the money go into action right away, but we invite you to get involved in that way. So with all that to say, I'm excited for you to hear from Zeke. 
I'm excited for you to hear this reconnection. And I hope you watch and listen to his reaction when I show him his mask from almost six plus years ago. Enjoy this time. Enjoy this conversation. Happy holidays to all of you. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. Zeke Crawford, welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. It is so good to see you, brother. Good to see you, too. Thanks for having me. Man, listen, I was telling you right before we started recording, because I wanted to record this part to tell you that uh, I've been, I think of you all the time. And it's like, it's, it's, it's ironic that I think of you all the time, but uh, you know what the first time I met you? Do you remember when we met? Yeah, we first met at uh, Stewart Hall High School. You came and uh, your team did a seminar and... I mean, life-changing seminar, honestly, like the entire school needed it, but I feel like me and my friends, we needed it the most. And that's something I'll always remember. Oh, man. And that is why that that was our first big workshop. It was like, what, 300 young men there, maybe 250, 300 young men. Yeah. Uh, the biggest snowball fight we've ever had. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and then we, they, you know, we at that time this wasn't a movement it was it had no name to it it had no it was just me doing these workshops uh and for those out there you know it became the 100,000 mask challenge and then now it's the million mask movement and so i get home and you know we had a we had a uh we had a um experience that we were always like smash out cuz they were all balled up pieces of paper mm-hmm. we would smash them all out kind of get them flat and then we would have to put boxes on them to you know smooth them out and then Lorenzo, remember Lorenzo? Lorenzo was one of the men helping us present at that time. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to show you something. And I don't know if you... <laughs> we, we, we may come back to this. Yo, no way. This. And only that, I mean, crazy. these are anonymous. These are anonymous. So normally, I don't know who any masks belong to. We have over 65,000 masks. Oh, the only reason I know why that this, who it belongs to, is because someone put their Instagram handle on the bottom of the paper. And I was like, he did not put his Instagram on the bottom of an anonymous mask. And I'll never forget it. I, I, I would never. I've I covered, I covered it up. That's that's your old Instagram right there. It's a piece yeah. of paper covering covering that thing right there. That's what it was, uh, oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> so yes, you are uh, you are uh, one who I I remember for many reasons, but that was one that I'm like, oh man. And I think I reached out to you after. I think I talked to the principal, and I was like, can you put me in touch with this young man? And then uh, I think I reached out to you right before you graduated to yeah, just yeah. yeah. So oh, classic. Thank you, thank you for being back in this journey with us as we. Uh, we try and have these healthy conversations around the world, you know? No, absolutely. A uh, pleasure. That brings back so many memories. I mean, just seeing that mask takes me back to, like, <laughs> the snowball fight, the workshop, and almost, like, what I was thinking at that time when I was in high school. So thank you for that. No, so many Oh, man. Well, how about you tell people, give, them, give us an overview of who you are, what you want people to know about you, um, and then um, – and you already made your mask, so I'll make my mask while you're telling and introducing yourself, and then we'll jump right in. All right. Uh, hello, world. My name is Zeke Crawford, uh, youngest of three sisters out of San Francisco, California. Um, 
I got my bachelor's degree in psychology at uh, Lewis and Clark College up in Portland, Oregon. And now I'm currently playing professional basketball in uh, Lausanne, Switzerland. Uh, um, everyone always asks me, oh, what is the plan when, you, you know, after basketball? And with my degree in psychology, I hope to, you know, kind of move into a space where I can help athletes uh, with the mental aspect of the game. So always thinking ahead, but definitely uh, grateful for what's in front of me. So uh, happy to be here as well. Oh, man, that is so, so exciting. And I think that when you were at, um, at Lewis and Clark, I, I had come to um, Portland once, and then I didn't know you were there until after I left, and I think I saw, I was like, what? I was just yeah. in Portland. <laughs> And so uh, it, it was been great to kind of, you know, from time to time, keep connected back with you. And uh, thank you for being here on the show with us. And I know it's late your time, so I really appreciate you for making time. Uh, we're in different time zones around the world. So uh, thank you for uh, being a, in, on this journey with us. No, absolutely. No problem. My pleasure. Well, you know, the way it works is uh, the, 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 the guest gets to decide who goes first. So either you decide that you go first or you want me to go first. Whatever you choose is perfect. And just uh, let me know and I will and we'll jump there. Uh, I could lead it off. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, here's my mask here. Oh, I'll cover the back. Cover the back. Like uh, fold it. No, fold it in half. I'm sorry. Fold the paper. Yeah, fold it in half so we don't we don't see the back of your mask. We we, we reveal it in due time. Oh, okay. So awesome. Like, more like this, and then flip it over. Oh no, no, no. Just uh, you can fold it in half like you did. Just fold okay. it in half, and then show us the show us the front, and then we'll do the back later. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Boom. Here's the front right here. Okay. Pretty thin, but just you know, starry eyed with a big smile. <laughs> nice. And uh, the qualities I tend to always let people see is uh. Someone that's funny, uh, friendly, and trustworthy. Those are always, you know, the qualities I try to give off. Um, I'm always somebody who wants to spread positivity, spread uh, good vibes everywhere. So I'm always someone who carries a big smile on their face, and I hope that that smile can be contagious. Awesome, awesome. And do you? How do you want to do it? You want me to do my front, and then, or do you want to do front and back, and then front and back? What what feels right for you? Uh, let's do front, front, then back, okay. back. Great. All right. So I don't know what I was drawing this time. I'm, I'm going to put some eyes in here. This looks a little a little spooky for a second. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I'm always trying to like in the moment make. Uh, yeah, this is this is what came out today. So this is this is the mask. <laughs> and, and the words that came out were serious, funny and dedicated. And um the one that stands out to right now has been, um, you know, right before this call, um, my my office manager, uh, you know, I was coming back into the office and she was leaving out and she startled me. And I was like, don't be sneaking up on me like that. And I just started laughing so hard. Right. It was just like this moment of like, I mean, like she's five foot four. Right. And like not that the eight, not the height was stop you from being scared from somebody, but she, like I think my heart stopped. I was like, whoa, what, what's, what's happening here? We just kind of like, you know, you startle someone and i i really enjoyed laughing i think the challenge with that i think i'm w with me laughing and being funny is always trying to like but i'm also really serious and i think sometimes i don't have both right so when i'm like focused people are like are you mad or something i'm like no i'm just yeah. <laughs> i don't really have i don't have like the funny and hard working serious right, it's right. like almost like 
it's almost like a, a disconnect sometimes. So I have to like be careful when I'm like in a serious mode because it can seem like I'm I'm upset or I'm not I'm not happy. But I'm but I'm just like in like I think sometimes I'm intense. Like I'm intense of like trying to get stuff done and big goals and dreams and people you know. I may forget to call somebody for their birthday, and not that I don't care, I really yeah. do care. But I just sometimes I just get into that that laser focus sometimes that um that that can like no that can be that can be good because I can get stuff done, but then also then stuff gets left out, right? So I yeah, think yeah. those are some thoughts that come to me on the front. No, definitely. I mean, that's powerful. That goes. I mean, you with that serious, you know, that tunnel vision that also resonates with that dedication, you know. And when you're dedicated to one thing, other things can kind of, you know, veer off the path. But that doesn't mean that you don't care. It's just, you know, a dedication can be such a one-track mind sometimes. So I definitely yeah. resonate with that. Yeah. I think that even even, even that, like, uh, being careful not to – I mean, that can even be true for my own health, right? I think I've, I've, I've been making some serious commitments lately to, like, eat better, stop with my food – my the sweets that I love so much, right? Like how to how to make better decisions, right? You know, like when I'm always at my desk working, like it's different than when I'm moving around a lot and I'm you know in the traveling and work doing workshops. It's a very different kind of like it's more sedentary and it's like oh, okay, this is not how I need to be operating. But also trying to figure how to have a balance, you know, making sure I make time for that too. So yeah, man. That's the, that's that's the that's the front li- line right there, the front life, the the mask, the front of the, the mask. You know? That's the mask. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So now, uh, here for okay. the back. Uh, okay. I think even though it's subtle, I know yeah. like when I start getting down on myself, I tend to avoid eye contact. So like mm. the eyes looking down were like uh, really really important to me, and yeah. some qualities I typically hide are just feeling scared, uh, feeling indecisive, and then mm. also just generally confused. Um, yeah. I, you know, we're all afraid of what we don't know to a certain extent. So yeah. when I don't know something or whenever I feel confusion, uh, that leads me to get scared. And I always try to hide if I'm feeling scared through smiling or if I'm indecisive about something, that's when I, you know, put on the mask and just try to smile and laugh it off. So um, that's definitely a side of me that not a lot of people get to see. And a side that's, you know, pretty, you know, just opposite of my character. But I think those are also some, uh, some things that describe me at times when, you know, I'm not feeling my best or when I'm feeling uh, a little anxious about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. And as an athlete, that's, I mean, I imagine that's an athlete who's now international and professional and doing the work and people around town and all the things that you have to navigate in that world. I imagine it adds other layers on it too, right? No, absolutely. I mean, I'm, confused a lot of the time because uh, everyone speaks french here and i'm you know trying to learn french so being here definitely kind of pushes me outside of my comfort zone and kind of can make me feel triggered to feel some of these things so being out here has kind of been a challenge to you know embrace a little bit of that because you know it's a part of life and 
I can say I'm living my dream, but if my dream is me constantly, you know, feeling out of my comfort zone, kind of feeling those emotions that are under the mask, then it's something I'm going to have to constantly work through. Yeah. Yeah. I I wonder in that, I mean, now you, I, I actually didn't know this. It's actually good for my geography and my own trivia knowledge. I didn't know that in Switzerland they speak French. I don't think I, I don't think I, I knew that. Yeah. So is it, is it, are they just, is it, uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, no worries. Just to break it down for you. So uh, okay. what I learned very quickly was geographically, uh, the way Switzerland is set up, it's kind of like in the middle of Western Europe. So on okay. to the north of Switzerland is Germany. To the okay. west of Switzerland is France. And then to the southeast is Italy. So okay. this country technically has three national languages. And, you know, whatever country you're closest to, that's the language they're going to be speaking. So like last year I was in Zurich and they were speaking German. And this year I'm in Lausanne. It's closer to France. So now they're speaking French. So, I mean, definitely depends on where you land. But, I mean, so many different things coming at you at once. Oh man, what a wild, amazing experience! Are you? Or do you take like classes or like online classes, or you just like learn? You're feeling like you're just learning, kind of as you go, kind of picking up words here and there. Um, definitely. Right now, I'm kind of learning as I go. I mean, I have like Duolingo on my phone, but I'm telling myself I need to kind of look for a more serious online class because sometimes I don't take Duolingo as seriously as I should, but. <laughs> Whenever I'm at practice or if I'm in the locker room with my teammates, I'm just hearing French back and forth. So I'm definitely getting an ear for it, but I just got to, you know, kind of put some more context behind it. Awesome, man. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. I look forward to learning more about that journey and that adventure. Um, here's the back. Here's the back. Here's mine. Um, so the three I wrote were fear. I wrote worrier. And doubt. And I think that I'll start with, I'll come to worrier first because, like, I usually want to be on the front writing, I'm a warrior, you know? But I think oftentimes I feel like I'm more of a worrier than a warrior, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that the goal for me oftentimes is, like, I think the worry is like, the worry about the fears maybe sometime. Like, okay, like, you know, Oakland is is Oakland has been Oakland. I've been born and raised here, right? But I think I was more fearless when I was 17 than I am now, right? And I think like I didn't worry about what time I went to out, I went to the grocery store whatever time I went. I went like those I was in my I was in a fearless season. And now sometimes I feel like yeah, I don't think I'm going to get gas at nighttime, you know? I don't think I'm going to like I I I because of the wildness that is happening in our world sometimes, I feel like I'm, like, operating out of fear, like, too much, you know, too much. And I think that it's sometimes I I want to just turn it off. I'm like, nah, I'm not worried about that. I'm going to go get gas whatever time. But also, I'm, I'm intelligent enough to know that I don't really need it right now, right? Like, but I don't want to be, I don't want to operate out of fear. I don't want to have life where I'm operating, like, no, I'm not gonna go get this grocery because it's you know. It, I think I don't want to. I don't want to operate like that. I want. I want to. And I've never 
been really worried about it. I think maybe when I find myself getting sucked into this device too much yeah. and I'm watching and my algorithm tells me what I've already, what I love, what I watch <laughs> most of, right? I watch the latest craziness and then I'm like, yeah, I think I'm not going <laughs> to, I think I'm going to just stay at home right now. You know, like th- th- that's not how I want to live. And I think I know, I know I need to put the device down. It almost makes it seem like it's happening so much more often than maybe it it's happening a lot around the world, right? But maybe I'm I'm, I'm letting those images and I and I know what it does to young people too, right? So I know what it, my own mind makes up a story. You know how? What if you have a young person who doesn't have any frontal lobes who've kicked in yet, and they believe that <laughs> what they see in there is all yeah. that there is? You could easily have people who are like, "I'm never leaving the house ever," right? No. And when I met young people who were like truant at school and not wanting to leave. I got it. Like you've been watching images of what happens when you walk out the door and you believe that that's right around your corner and you've seen it happen down the street from you. And now you told yourself it's going to happen to me. And how do you help somebody break free from those images, right? Who, that are, that you can't unsee, you know, they're, they're, they're recorded in there. Right. And, and that's part of the work that I, that I do. And I think the, the fear is just, you know, our young people, our young men who are hurting inside and, and they're hurting others, right? Hurt people, hurt people. And we're we're seeing a lot of that every day. And the last one, doubt. Um, yeah, just sometimes doubt seeps in and it sometimes heavier than times than others. But like, uh, you know, like I, I was telling my mentor the other day, I can't work any harder. I got to figure out how to work smarter because I believe in this mission. I think that, and how do I help, how do I help this mission grow and not get in the way of it and find and build the right infrastructure and team to help it grow. So those are the three that are pretty present right now. Um, and so uh, fear, worry, and doubt. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel a bunch of those. I mean, sometimes I feel like people feel the same emotions, but they come out in different words. So, I mean, everything yeah. you're saying as far as, you know, the phone, I mean, you all, it seems like I'm scrolling. All I see is bad news and kind of that awareness of all the wrong that's going on. It's just naturally internalizes. So, I mean, being a warrior, having doubts, like I feel like we're feeling the same emotions, but sometimes we just uh, interpret them in different words. So I feel you on that. Yeah. You know, one of the things I'd be interested in as you are, in in you know living your dream right now in this um how, how are you in touch with any of your peers from back at in high school are you in touch with many folks oh yeah 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 uh a lot of people from Stuart hall i'm still definitely in contact with as uh as well as uh a lot of my college friends and teammates and uh they've just been like super super supportive and that's kind of really helped kind of keep me grounded uh, something my mom like always says, and she makes it seem so simple, but it's like, if you miss somebody, call them, like, you know, or text them. Like we have no excuse not to communicate with the people that we want to talk to. So, uh, just talking to my friends from Stuart Hall, talking to my family, talking to my friends from Lewis and Clark, like knowing they're only a call away or a message mm. away, something that's really helped me keep, uh, kept me grounded. If you miss some, I'm I'm writing that one down. We're gonna just we're gonna put that one out. If you miss somebody, call them. I think that in in this work, I think oftentimes young people 
and, and some of the young men that we work with in that primary work is like, like they're like, they they wait for to get the call, mm-hmm. and right, and so if someone doesn't call, then they must not care. So they, you know, as opposed to the other way, just it just changes. It just changes a few of the words in a different yeah. context, right? Yeah. If I'm thinking about you, I just call, like, as opposed to like. I don't want to bother them. I don't want to worry them. I don't want to like it. It leaves the room of like having to make a, a meaning out of it. Yeah, out out the picture, you know. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes that person is gonna make that person's day, or like, oh, I was thinking about so and so, or oh, you know, that's typically how it happens when you text somebody. They're like, hey, I was just thinking about you, and I think, you know, it's just that type of energy when you when you build these friendships when you're connected with your family and your support system like you guys are just naturally on that same wavelength so if you're feeling something you might as well act on it because you mean we all know life is too short but to hold these emotions that we have and just kind of sit with them and for me it's been really apparent you know being other side of the world being alone most of the time it's like i can literally just sit in my apartment and like isolate myself but I know that's not good for me. I know there's so many people I could talk to. There's people who, you know, have congratulate have uh, congratulated me on their Instagram post. So, like, you know, why not give them a call? Why not, you know, text them or send them a message? Yeah. How, like, thinking back, like, when you were younger, like, you know, your younger self, you know, like, was – did, you, did your mom is that a phrase your mom has said since you moved to Switzerland, or was that a phrase that she always would say? Is that a new is that a, a new thought process, or was that always the case? Um, I would say it was a little bit always the case, but it just mm-hmm. kind of became more prevalent. First, when I went off to college in Oregon, that was like my first time away from home, first time uh, living by myself, and then it just became even further emphasized when I came over to Switzerland. Just because when I was in Oregon, I was still surrounded by friends, you know, still in the mm-hmm. same time zone. So it wasn't too much of a dramatic change. But cross the pond, you know, nine hour time difference. It starts hitting a little bit different, you know. So I think it just became uh, more emphasized when I came over here. But she's definitely always said it when it, whether it came to relatives or uh, old friends, you know, she was like, Oh, have you talked to so-and-so from, you know, kindergarten or elementary school? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I haven't, but Oh, we're like friends on Facebook or friends on Instagram. So, you know, she's always said it, but it's became more prevalent as time went on. Yeah. I wonder, um, you know, this is a conversation, so it's not an interview. There's no question prepared. So I'm just kind of going in the, with the flow. So if something comes to your mind or a thought, I mean, I think the mask, I mean, I want, maybe, I, re, I will never forget that workshop. I, I won't forget it. Um, I had met um, your principal, Mr. Farrell, at a, at a conference, and we had talked about it. And uh, he was like, oh, you got to, you know, we want you to bring this to our school. And I was like, great. I had my first time on your campus. And I think I remember, if I remember right, I remember it was no school that day. I think they did, you watched a documentary, I think. And then yeah. they had the the workshop afterwards and the gym. And I just remembered like that, that space, like it, it was really echoey in that gym. Like I was <laughs> like, can they hear, I hope they can hear me. Like, I'm, just, you know, and I remember passing out 300 markers and paper. <laughs> it was just, it was just a wild ride. And I think, you know, 
do you remember do you remember that like what do you maybe I can ask this question then um what do you remember about you at that time and what you experienced in that workshop with all those other young men cuz that it was all at that time they weren't doing a lot of intermingling classes with the with the um, sacred heart um so sacred heart is the is the is the uh, convent the, of heart. the convent of sacred heart right um so it was just all all boys there what what do you do you remember what you remember from that experience um i just remember like everyone just had a willingness to share and i think it was pardoned uh accredited to you know just the way the workshop was set up i mean i can't clearly remember the icebreakers we had in the beginning but i remember they were kind of like fun icebreakers you know uh just kind of loosening up loosening up the entire group and i think that's important for boys you know you can't just start hammering home like all right let's rip off the mask you kind of you know gotta ease into it and i just remember like the icebreakers are really fun like we were all happy we didn't have like classes so you know (laughs) it was just nice to do something different but um the fun icebreakers and then that kind of transition into giving the space to just you know kind of be vulnerable because uh especially at all boys schools, like being vulnerable is almost the last thing you do, especially in front of the whole school, let alone, you know, in your own friend groups. But I just remember, I specifically remember after we had the snowball fight, uh, we all like opened up uh, the anonymous mask and you went around one by one and everybody was saying like things uh, behind the mask. And I specifically remember you kind of, you at first, you know, there's a lot of people, so you wanted to get through everybody, but you kind of took a moment and stopped yourself and said like, wait, no, this is some powerful stuff we're hearing as far as what's behind the mask. And you really took the time to hear out what everybody was saying, even though it wasn't even their words, you know, these are random, you know, masks that anybody could have picked up. So I just really remember the power you gave to the people uh, the emotions that people shared anonymously. And I felt like once people heard their mask being read by, you know, someone they may not have been friends with or just, you know, hearing it out loud and them not saying it themselves, I think there was a lot of power in that. And it was a lot of freedom. And then being able to uh, get in small groups and kind of talk about that after just kind of really hammered home the point and made it even yeah. easier to talk about. So I think just yeah. the setup was beautiful and the way you kind of like slowly loosened us up and broke us down and, mm. you know, incorporated fun into it as well. Yeah, man. Thank you, brother. I, you know, we, that workshop has, uh, as was a, a pivotal piece for our, for the growth of the work. You know, I think at the time that was the biggest workshop we'd ever done. And then that led to the opportunity for us to go and present at, you know, at De La Salle, which is over a thousand boys. Right. So it's kind of like, you know, that was the kick, that was a catalyst to, to the, to the bigger work that we got to do. Right. And I think, you know, um, it's one of those workshops that I am forever thankful for and for uh, Mr. Farrell's um, um, trust in our work and the willingness to, you know, the way they describe it, they, they don't usually bring people in to do, you know, they have people in the, doing stuff in the chapel or whatever, like some speech, but to do some interactive, like physically charged. I mean, I I remember the pile up that happened in the middle at first was like almost turned into WWE 
it was like, I was like, oh, please don't get hurt. Good. Please don't let nobody get hurt in the middle of this pile. <laughs> and, then it was, oh, and then there was just papers everywhere. It was, it was, I, I'll never forget it, man. I think um, for that piece, you remember, I think that you were a sophomore maybe that year. I think maybe it was a sophomore. I think you may have been your second year there. Like, do you remember, like, as you think about your mask then and then now, like, do you, do you have any recollection of like, how you have seen masks operate in the world since then. Like, you know, like I think the concept of a mask is pretty, you know, people, they get it when they see it and we can easily just go back into like, Oh, what I see is what it is. Right. But have you, have you seen them show up in, I mean, you've been playing now in Oregon, you've been playing now in Europe. Have you seen masks show up in any other places in your life? Uh, I mean, I think, that workshop just kind of made me more aware to the fact that people can be wearing a mask, but then also realizing when people kind of take that mask off around you as well, I think has yeah. made me more aware of when people are being vulnerable or when people are opening up. But um, I've seen it just in like everyday interactions and in terms of uh, when it comes to sports, I've seen people kind of, you know, become a different person when it comes to playing sports or like some of those uh, what could be perceived as negative emotions are um, either hindering them or pushing them to perform uh, in ways that they really wanted. So um, I've seen it in many different ways. Like, you know, when people are scared, like you never really know what they're going to do, but that can result in something good or that can result in something bad. So I think through each interaction, I'm just constantly uh, gauging if I'm, you know, seeing the front side of somebody's mask or uh, what's under the mask. And I think also, you know, it changes every day. There's days, yeah. you know, I'm I'm not wearing my mask at all. Like you, uh, like you mentioned earlier, like you can be serious about something and someone can think you're upset, but it's just like, nah, this is just, you know, I'm focused right now. So mm. I think there are times when like the mask may be off, but there aren't necessarily any negative emotions. It's kind of just like, take me as I am world. This is just the the Zeke you're getting today. Yeah. Oh man, man. I am. I'm so proud of you and I'm happy for you, brother. I hope, uh, uh, I hope, I hope to come there before you're, while you're still there. I hope, I've never been, I've never been, I've never been to Switzerland ever. I, 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 and, I and I'm, and I don't like the cold. So, Oh wait, doesn't it get cold there? Oh yeah, no, it's it's uh it's not snowing yet, but the snow is like right around the corner. But it turns, turns into like a winter wonderland here. Oh man, so you're gonna have a white Christmas? You're gonna have a white Christmas there? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But I mean, I, I'm not I'm not for the skiing or the snowboarding, but I'll definitely look at the snow. <laughs> oh man, I may have to wait to the spring. I may have to wait to the spring. You know, I, I'm, I'm not. I don't even. I don't think I even own a winter coat that that was gonna that would that would survive Switzerland. Even your dogs have big old coats on them yeah, over there. You know what I mean? That's right. You know, um, I, I first of all, thank you. Thanks for being on the show. I'm, I'm glad we we got to reconnect. I've I, I've been following you forever, but I just happened to see a post pass by my, and I'm like. Where has this man been? What are you doing now? I, I I found myself in your page and so thankful and proud of you, brother. Um, thank you, thank you. Thank you for trusting that that workshop so many years ago that you participated in. And I said I don't 
I have no idea who any of the other masks belong to. This is the only one who I who I knew because you 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 gladly shared okay. your Instagram handle on there. But okay. but even more than that, I you know when I when I share this mask with people and they're like, oh wow, I mean there was just some some depth to whatever was happening in your life. And I from the outside, I don't think any I would have never have known or maybe no one else would have known, but. Uh, I appreciate you for being real in that space and for, you know, taking it, taking it serious and, oh, and for, I and mean, you were part that. of the movement. You're one of the, early, you know, you, as you see the million mask movement continue to grow. And one day we're going to, we're going to have some schools in Switzerland making masks. Yeah. And you'd be like, I remember that. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, just thank you for allowing, you know, creating that space just because, it's something that isn't talked about, especially when it comes to young men. And, you know, I can only imagine it's becoming more popular because it's becoming more important in society. So I just want to thank you. And actually, uh, funny enough, I was taking a course in at Lewis and Clark and we watched the documentary and you showed up in the documentary <laughs> while we were in class, and I was just so mind blown. I mean, I felt ahead of everybody else. I'm like, oh, I've been through the workshop. I, I, you know, like I got the inside scoop. It was just, it was just really like uh, amazing for me to see you in a college classroom and us breaking down the, the dialect and the conversations that were going on, and to be oh, a part man. of it. So. That's right. I think that's even more. Thank you. So I'm glad you got to participate in that. And I, you know, I think when I got that message from you, I think you sent me a message. I forgot what platform, and I was like, "Oh man, you should have made mask with them." Yeah. And but it, I think you were already. It was already too. It was already over. Yeah. Whatever. But I, I was so thankful for that. And I, and I'm, you know, we're we're growing this movement. And I think those are the places and the pieces that help us to continue having these conversations. And that's why we create this podcast. It's like, how do we have men? of all ages, from all backgrounds, living wherever they live in the world, who can have real conversations that is not just about what did you score last game? Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. not about like, oh, what's your next plan? And right. it's about right. like, what? How, how are you How are you feeling? Like, how, how are things going? Like, what do you, what, what are some needs you have? Like, what are some thoughts that, you know, is there anything I can support you with, right? I think we, I think we need more of that so that when I'm thinking about somebody, I'm not going to call them and think, I really want to have a real conversation, but we're only going to talk about sports and cars and money and girls. And then I'm really needing to talk about the fact that I'm feeling a little bit isolated, right? I'm feeling, and to know that I need to have those real conversations too. So that's what I hope this conversation will allow people to do. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, the movement's definitely growing. I'm just, I feel really, really blessed to have been a part of it. Uh, you are. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to post the video of that snowball fight i'm gonna i'm gonna find it <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna find it sometime this thanksgiving weekend and i'm gonna post it and i'm gonna i'm gonna tag you in it i don't know where you are in the room yeah, in there I'm but in the, i'm gonna in <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in the mess in the in the mix in the in the in the mosh pit of uh <laughs> of, of Stuart hall um any message you want to say to young people out there who are Maybe they're athletes. Maybe they're, you know, figuring themselves out. Maybe they're, you know, sophomores in high school like you were when we first met and trying to be like, whatever that is, I got a big dream, I got a goal, and maybe sometimes feeling like like they don't know how they're going to get there. Is there any words you have for any or any message you want to have for anyone out there? But uh, I guess when it comes to 
Uh, I'll just start off with when it comes to chasing a goal. Um, there was a point in time where like I never pictured myself where I am now, but that didn't stop me from putting in the work. So, I mean, as cliche as it sounds, I would just say like never give up. And even on those days where you feel like it's pointless, even on those days where you feel like there's no rhyme or reason to what you're doing, like you taking each one of those steps means something. And I think for me, the thing that kind of kept me going was knowing that I had so many people behind me. I think that kind of like it shook me up a little bit because the times that I was getting down on myself or the times Mm. that I felt it was pointless for me to continue chasing this dream, I would just kind of like, I talked to my family, I talked to my friends and like hearing them say like, we believe in you, like knowing that you have people in your corner, like it almost to me, it felt like a disgrace to like not believe in myself because I had so many people believing in me. So I would say, you know, rely on your support system and just never give up. And I feel like the most important thing is uh, this life is so short. So just live in the moment, embrace the grind, be grateful for the, the successes, be grateful for the failures, because like, you know, life is beautiful, even though it may feel like tough sometimes. But the fact that you get to get up and try each day, like there's a lot of beauty in that. So really just live in the moment, never give up and just be grateful for those who support you. Hmm. And with that, that is it <laughs> right there. Uh, brother, I am, uh, I, I, I feel joy. I feel gratitude. I feel appreciation and, uh, and I'm really proud of you. And I, um, I'm going to, I'm going to find the, those pictures and I'm going to find that video of that of when this first happened and i want you to know that um that you know take 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 uh, take a step and you're just self-knowing that you're trusting in that space help this mission to grow if i went to that school and most of the kids were like oh, this is dumb i ain't doing this stupid thing and it would have it would have been hard for me to keep going it would have been hard, hard for me not to quit but to to see you all believe that just with these short few words and one picture that it can make a difference. Uh, you have helped make a difference. And for the thousands of people around the world who make masks and um, I want to appreciate you and all your peers who I will never maybe meet, but, or meet again, I'm glad to still know you. I'm glad to still be in touch with you. And I'm here for you. If you ever feel the need to just talk, vent, whatever, I'm, I'm here. So just never forget that brother. No, absolutely. Nothing but gratitude. I mean, I, you know, I just, even from that day one and the fact that we remained in contact, I always knew that, you know, everything that you were saying was genuine and real. So I have nothing but gratitude and I just feel blessed that we have this connection and that we will continue to have this connection. So yeah, thank you. Well, I thank you and I look forward to seeing you in the Alps when yeah. there's no snow on them and I'll, and the sun is out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very much a fair weather traveler, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I do hope after the season is over, I can, uh, before you take a break or whatever, I, I can come and visit and learn, learn, learn some new, learn a few words. I only know like mercy and 
That's all I know. Once we make it out here after the season, hopefully I'll know a lot more French than I do now. All right. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, man. Brother, happy holidays. I know that, you know, right now, we're, just so people get an idea when we're recording this, we're recording this right before Thanksgiving. Do you have, uh, you know, people there who celebrate Thanksgiving or do you just going to be just another day in the office? <laughs> it's weird. Like, Thanksgiving <laughs> is very much an American holiday to them. It's just another Thursday. But we're oddly enough, they do have Black Friday here. I guess that's just for the people wanting deals and wanting to buy stuff. But um, I'll probably just try to like make some the best that I can, some type of Thanksgiving meal. That's what I typically do, and then I'll typically uh, call my family or Facetime my friends. So awesome! Celebrate the holidays how I can. All right, man. Well, I look forward to seeing your feast, which you're gonna create. Enjoy, enjoy your week. Uh, Have a uh, have a happy season and. um, We'll be in touch for sure. No, absolutely. Thank you again. Have a lovely rest of your week. Thank you, brother. Brother Zeke, listen, folks, Zeke and I, we shared our masks here publicly. You don't have to share your mask publicly. You can go to millionmask.org. You can make your mask online anonymously and be a part of this movement. And if, and if any of the words you heard here today inspire you, if you know a young person who just needs to hear from Zeke's inspiring words, please share this episode with them. And we look forward to you also being a part of this movement that's hoping to change the world in the best way possible. Thank you, folks. Thank you, Brother Zeke. Good to see you. you, Thanks for being on the show today. The Taking Off the Mask podcast is produced by Ryan Louie. Graphics are by Kelly Wong. And a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward. Vanessa Cortez and Choque Allen Alvarez. We'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast as we cross the 100th episode milestone and begin the work to the next 100. We hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the Taking Off the Mask family. And we look forward to you being a part of it as well. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe, write a five-star review, and share as we look forward to continuing to have conversations that matter. Stay tuned for the relaunch of the Million Mask Movement on 11-11-22. That's November 11th of 2022. There's a math problem in there. You can find out more by visiting everforwardclub.org and following us on social media. Take care. We'll see you soon.